perfect wisdom of our God revealed in all the universe. All things created by his hand and held together at his command. He knows the mysteries of the Secrets of the stars are his. He guides the planets on their way and turns the earth through another day. <clears throat> the matchless wisdom of his way that marks the path of righteousness. His words are lamp unto my feet, his spirit teaching and guiding me. And know the mystery of the cross that God should suffer for the Affirm our faith with joy and willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 to 25. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, 
and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for, for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it in patience. This is God's word to God's people.
choir. I've had some interesting experiences these last few weeks with uh, some of our younger members and older members, and it's, uh, it's gotten me to reflect upon this Romans passage a little bit more. The passage just kept coming into my mind. So I want to share with you some, some thoughts about what we all have been experiencing recently. I think you, like me, had just a marvelous time last week with our graduates, having them speak and share their thoughts. It was a marvelous presentation. John did a great job of building a, a service around it. They were so future-orientated, weren't they? And I guess that's as you would expect. We heard of plans and aspirations for tomorrow. We heard of uh, uncertainty. And we heard a, a little anxiety about it all. We thank them. We cheer them on, don't we? And we promise, we assure them that we will walk besides them. Also recently, I've had a couple pastoral care visits with some of our uh, more elderly members. Precious, uh, good opportunities for some deep emotional sharing. And much of it was past-orientated, as you might expect, right? We thought of vitality and capabilities waning. We sensed uh, possibilities narrowing, time frames shortening. We love our seniors. We encourage them. We want them to know that we walk alongside them. These two experiences have gotten me to be thinking a bit more about our attitudes towards the past and towards the future how we can get caught up in one or, or caught up in the other and lose our focus on the present. And life really is only the present, isn't it? It really is just the now. We live in the present moment, one moment after another, strung together, giving us a sense of continuity, of experiencing of these moments, and we, we get a sense of being somebody, of something, of, of being alive, but it really just is a moment-to-moment -moment thing. And every once in a while, something happens that reminds us that we only really get to live in that present moment, that the past is gone, and, and the future, it just has not arrived yet. And moment by moment, the present changes and moves along yet we only live in that moment and we are well advised to treat it gently and with care 
and to dive into it with life. Now, we can try to hold on to the past. It's hard, granted, it's hard to keep the past alive, but we try, don't we? We try. I've got about 40 books on the Holy Land, which I look at now and again because I had just such a great experience when I had a sabbatical there that those feelings that I had and those insights, I want to I try to keep them alive inside of me, though they're not quite as fresh as they were a decade ago. We get nostalgic, don't we? Remembering exciting times or or influential people, trying to keep the feeling or the inspiration of those past times or other people alive in us, in our present. I think of some of Debbie and my friends who are still rocking out to the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Tie-dyed shirts are still in the dresser drawers and the hirachis are there in the closet <laughs> waiting to be strapped on. I think of some Civil War reenactors who are so engrossed in the past. It's not even their past, you know. It's been over a century or so since then, but they're so engrossed in it that they still, they have this jargon. They have this clothing. They have this way of expressing attitudes that's as if they were in the past. I think of how many of us, as we age, we occupy our thoughts with fond remembrances and we wander the, the corridors of bygone days. Sometimes we think if we can just make our present more like our past, the value of the past will be reclaimed for us in the now. You know, I can put on that corduroy jacket that Dave, Debbie gave me when we were in seminary, and I can get the pipes down from the attic of the garage, but you know, I'm not going to become that young adult. No matter how I try, that guy is just gone. The past, well, it may indeed influence the present, Hopefully, the good of our past lingers. Yet the past is gone. We are to be in a new place now. The present moment changed from the past. Now, we can try to live in the future also, absorbed so much in our dreams and our aspirations that they seem to be right here with us, all around us. Yet they're not, you know, they're really not until we actually live into them in the present moment. That future is really just out there and, and not us. Sometimes we might notice we are leaning so far into the future that we let the future dominate our thoughts and makes us anxious for tomorrow 
or fearful or dreamy. Sometimes young people get this way when they self-identify with their dreams so much. They think their dream is their reality. Yet, quite honestly, they actually are not doing the work that makes the dream attainable in their lives. And it really is uh, so much wishful thinking than reality for them. We, we see this, don't we? I find myself planning ahead so much that sometimes I catch myself missing out on the full experience of what is actually happening as it is happening. I'm already beyond it. I'm working on the next thing in my head, yet the current thing isn't gone yet. It's present around me. I need to take some time and, and have the experience of it. But I tend to be jumping not healthy. It's not a healthy thing, I would say, about myself. It's important to savor, to live in the moment. The key, I, I think, I think the key is to have a bit of both. So we have a sense of from where we come and who we are, and a sense of direction forward and goals for where it is we are going or who we are intending to become. I think this might be the key to a healthy life, whether we are younger or whether we are older. A sense of past for foundation, a sense of future for direction. Yet it is in the present moment in which these two come together. It is in the present moment that we find our life, our concerns, our opportunities. We need to live it to make the most of the new present that is ours. Now, for me, this has a lot to do with our faith, our faith in God, our reliance on God's redeeming and transforming mercy to free us from the burdens or the weights of the past, to allow us to step out of the past, and our trust in God's gracious providence to open to us a worthwhile and abundant future. Our reliance and our trust our faith and a transforming and redeeming and sustaining God. It is our faith, really, that helps us to live 
in the now. It is our faith that can help us let go of the past. It is our faith that can help us to anticipate a good future. Through our faith, we're able to live in the now. Thankful, open, centered at peace. Regardless of the challenges of the now. As Paul states in his, his scripture that we read this morning, our faith gives us a hope that does not disappoint. It looks backward to our release and it looks forward to our fulfillment. In a recent conversation with a friend and colleague, Rick Pearson, he was, he was thinking about this concept of hope, and he was saying that it's not really wishful thinking. Don't think it's that, that we're picturing what we would like and desire to happen to us. Hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is not just Pollyanna optimism, thinking that good outcomes are going to come because we've had a couple good outcomes in the past, and, and why should there not be another good outcome? Let's just anticipate it will be. And live that way. Hope, it is hope, trusting that the outcome will ultimately materialize because it is God's good intention, God's good will, regardless of what we might see around us. In the moment. So in our lives, we move from past to future through the, the present that might seem a bit shaky on occasion. And we take heart. We, we claim our faith. We hope in our God's promises. And we make the most of the present moment. Whether we are finding the future daunting because it is so wide open, as it might be felt by our graduates, or because it seems to be coming so limited as it might be feeling by some of our elderly. We need to take a breath in both of those circumstances. Take a breath and praise God that we have a breath to take. And live in faith that there is value to the present moment that we are in. <clears throat> and 
and to hope that God's will is indeed being done for us all. I don't know how many times I've cursed that my eyes are going bad, probably enough times to not really qualify to be a clergy anymore. <laughs> I was angrier about that than I am now. I am thankful to Phil that this exists. Have you noticed that there's a thing here that wasn't there before? I'm feeling like it needs to be closer, what I'm looking at, <laughs> than it used to be, even though it's now in 14 font, 14 point font. I'm thankful I can see. So I would suggest that there is a way to come to peace about your present that your faith can help you do. If you take a pause and you pray about it, talk to somebody about it, ask for some help, realize that you're fortunate to have a present that others are not having, even though yours be uncharted and ungainly or yours be uh, narrowing and narrowing. And I would suggest as a side note, we should be mindful of this also as we consider our future as a denomination and how it might affect our future as a congregation. In our denominational development, still without resolve and without clarity as to what really will lie ahead for us all, we find ourselves caught in this past, future, push and pull and tension. And I would suggest key to our congregation's health is living in our present moment here with one another. Not retreating to our past and trying to manufacture the 50s and not jumping willy-nilly into our future, not certain where we're going to land. We will manage better if we center down on the basics of our faith and our relationship with one another. What we're supposed to be about as disciples of Christ. That love of God and love of neighbor that I've been belaboring for these recent weeks. And continue to live out our God-inspired ministries that fill us with passion for our days. So, brothers and sisters, let us be here now for one another and make the best of the present. For it is 
in the present that we find the redemption of our past, and it is in the present that we experience the hope of our future fulfilled. Amen. As people who have a foundation of experiences where God has been with us through the valleys and the mountaintop experiences, we know that God is present to us wherever we are this day. And for that, we give praise and thanksgiving. We thank God for the blessings in our lives. And one of the best ways to do that is to give our tithes, gifts, and offering so that we can work to build God's kingdom here in this community, in this place, at this time. Our ushers will wait upon us as we receive the gift of music. <laughs> 